You're listening to the Her Revive podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Williams, the founder and CEO of Her Revive Co., a membership community helping Christian women to connect, to learn how to walk in freedom, and embrace their new identity as women living fearlessly restored. Rather, you're at the beginning stages or you fully mastered this thing called life, on this podcast, this is where we do life together, bringing you tips, business strategies, laughter, and tons of vulnerability from myself and experts included to help you navigate as a woman revived. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey girl, welcome back to this week's episode of Her Revive, the podcast with your host, the one and only Andrea Williams. <laughs> I'm so excited for this week's episode because I sent the email out to my email community and I asked them a question and the question that I asked was, when it comes to walking in your God-given authority, your assignment, your calling, with complete boldness, what do you feel is the biggest struggle? And a lot of the women, they they answered the question like in a very similar response. A lot of the women said, I have this guilt of disappointing God. I feel as if I'm a disappointment. And with knowing that they are called, they, they internally feel like, oh man, if I don't live up to this expectation that God has for me, or maybe that I set for myself, then it's as if like I failed, right? It's as if that I let my father's down, my father down who had high hopes in me, who's like cheering for me, you know, like, have you ever like, one of the things, right? So my cousin, he used to, I don't think that he ever got like off the bench when he played like football when he was, and I want to say like middle school, right? And so he was just like sit on the bench and my aunt, she would come out to these games like all the time to support him. But he had this deeper feeling of, man, like my mom, she's there supporting me in the audience, but I'm never getting off the bench, right? And so it was like, I know that I want to do it, but I I feel like since I'm not the first pick or I feel as if, you know, the, the people around me, they're not choosing me, then I have this deeper level of disappointment. And with that feeling of just being disappointed or just disappointing God, you know, we, we oftentimes feel as if we are walking in this sense of like not having the direction, feeling as if like, oh man, here I am believing in myself, going after the things that the Lord has promised me. But yet at the same time, I feel as if I do not have direction. And if I do have the direction and I'm stepping out to do said thing, then it's as if like, okay, what if no one shows up to my events? What if no one does X, Y, and Z? And so it's like, I'm a disappointment to God. And a lot of the women, they were just like, it was so crazy, you guys, because I thought that everyone was going to like list off some other different questions, some other different responses, but they all have said that they feel as if they are disappointing God. And so that's really what I wanted to talk about within this week's episode of the podcast is navigating through that feeling of feeling as if you're a disappointment and knowing how to turn north. I know that a lot of us, we can attest to that feeling of like, God has really amped us up. You know, he's like cheering us on, like, you got this, you got this daughter. I'm so proud of you. Go and do it. But then it's like, oh God, but what if I actually do whatever you're calling for me to do? But yet 
things do not turn out the right way. And so I know that all of us, we are in that space right now. If it's not in business, it's in ministry, it's just within your everyday life, right? The Lord is calling you to, to confidently step out and to, and to know that he has equipped you to do whatever it is, but you're like, okay, God, I'm still sitting on the bench, right? <laughs> I told the women inside of my one of my programs that I remember when I pitched to put myself inside of this speaking engagement that um, a particular business owner has. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I, I pitched to be one of the speakers and I said, you know what? Okay, if I if I do not get picked, then whatever, you know? But deep down, I was like, oh man, like I would have loved to have that opportunity and then something internally was like like a crippling, like a fear almost was like, yeah, but you 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 um kind of like, you know, you should have known better, you know, like you'll always be the second pick, right? And so I I I use that analogy of like my cousin who was, you know, on the football team. And I use that analogy of me getting picked because we feel like, God, I want to confidently step out, but I'm navigating through this season of feeling disappointed feeling like I failed you, feeling as if I failed myself. And so now how do I navigate that? And as I was preparing for this podcast, before I get into the bullet points, one of the things, the scriptures that really like stood out to me was in Exodus 8 and 28, when Pharaoh told the children of Israel is that I will let you go to worship God in the wilderness, but you will not make it far. And Pharaoh chased after them, right? He chased after them to, to draw them back into this state of bondage. Now, I wanted to lean in with that scripture because it really correlates with where we're at right now, right? The enemy, he's in this state of where he's like, I'll let you go to go and do the things that the Lord is calling for you to do, right? Like, I, I believe that the enemy is like, yeah, go and do it, but you will not get far right? You will not get far because you don't understand how to navigate throughout the feeling of, you know, when things don't necessarily go the way that you painted or the way that we thought about it, right? The enemy's like, I'll let you go to worship God, but you will not make it far into your calling because there will be an endless pursuit of oppression just chasing after you to remind you that, you're not good enough for this. And, and remember the past disappointments. Remember the past season of when you were discouraged. Remember the past seasons when things didn't work out for you, right? And so ultimately what we do is that we forfeit what God has called for us to do because we don't understand just that oppression. We don't understand how to navigate throughout that season of disappointment. But within this episode, you guys, as I said, like, I'm so excited because this was something that you guys had listed out on the Google form that we have inside the community. And a lot of you guys were like, I'm ready to navigate this season. I'm ready to take this season head on. I'm tired of walking in fear. I'm tired of feeling as if I had yet arrived. I'm tired of just dealing with the shame, the guilt, the insecurities that is drawing me back into this state of oppression where it's like, okay, I'm I'm released to go and worship God. I'm released in the wilderness to do the things that God has called for me to do, but yet I don't understand how to navigate the endless pursuit of the enemy when an enemy is after me to draw me back into this state of bondage. And so as I mentioned within this episode, it is all about us turning north right? <laughs> it is all about us understanding that 
we have walked around this mountain long enough and that we have the opportunity to turn north. And one of the things about the children of Israel is that they were in this constant cycle of just walking around the same mountain for 40 years, right? Of course, their disobedience made them also do that. But they had the opportunity to turn north. They had the opportunity to take the take a, the, the northern route to get to where they want to go. But the thing that made them not want to go through that whole process was that on that side, they had to confront the insecurities. They had to confront the shame. They had to confront um, just the, the giants, the things that they have oppressed. I mean, the things that they have like suppressed, they had to confront that particular thing. And so within here, within this episode, you guys, we're turning north. By the time you get done with this episode, you're going to be like, yes, 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 girl. Okay. Like I'm so encouraged. I'm so inspired to learn, to know how to navigate through that season of disappointment, because you know, everyone, we're going to end up in this space, right? With expectations. And when the expectation doesn't get met, it just has us to feel a little bit of disappointment. Okay. And so within this episode, that's what we're going to talk about. And so the first thing that I want to list out when we're talking about understanding how to navigate that season of disappointment is knowing how to surrender your disappointment. Our perceptions about ourselves is not the way that God sees us. The thoughts that we have about ourselves are not the, the, the thoughts that God has about us. And so just within the book of Proverbs, right? And it says not to lean upon your own understanding. Listen, you guys. The psalmist who wrote that, <laughs> that verse, they were talking big facts. They were talking facts because it is so easy for us to lean upon our own understanding about our life, about our situation. And we start to draw conclusions that, okay, maybe like how my cousin, he was like, maybe I'll never get off this bench, right? If he would have gave up, he would have never been able to know that the next season he would have been the quarterback. Right. And so some of the times we have this painted view about our life and just within a Bible, it says not to lean upon your own understanding because you can take that perception of yourself and make it into a bigger story. And it starts to overwrite the truth of God and it starts to overwrite the knowledge of God and what he actually says about you and what he actually thinks about you. Right. And so we know that in the Bible, it says that the thoughts that God has for you is so innumerable. It's more than the grains upon the, the, the sea, the sand upon the sea. It is so innumerable. And his thoughts are constantly chasing after you. It's, it's constantly surrounding you for you to see yourself through the lens that God has for you, for you to understand that this season of just being disappointed is not really what God sees right? This season of being disappointed is when we, we're like, oh my gosh, like I, I thought that I would be here. I thought that I would be in this space, but God is like, oh my gosh, like spiritually, God is so excited because he's like, finally, 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 my daughter, she's turning north, right? She's turning into my presence. She's turning into me versus you know, having these remedies versus getting on Google and trying to figure out like, how do I overcome disappointment? How do I overcome stagnation? God is like, finally, right? And so you're like in this season of God, I want to surrender my disappointment. I want to, I want to surrender all of these different things because I know that my perception about my life isn't actually the truth, right? And so one of the things about just with disappointment 
is that it's, it's meant to be a surprise, right? So if you're disappointing someone, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so disappointed in you. I'm, you know, and with it, if we were to think of it like within our, you know, our spouse, if they do something that, that disappoints us, it's kind of like, it's a shocker, you know, it's like, oh, I'm clutching my pearls. Like I didn't expect this from you. <laughs> but the thing about God is that nothing catches him off guard right? For us to be surprised, it has to be like, oh my gosh, this caught me off guard. But the thing with God is that nothing catches God by surprise. God knows if we'll obey, if we'll disobey. God knows our insecurities. God knows the moments of our failure, the guilt that we have, the moments of us feeling as if we failed God or that we're a loser and that all of these different things. Like, you know, God knows all of those things about us. And so we oftentimes hold ourselves into contempt or we hold God into contempt. And we're like, oh my gosh, I don't know X, Y, and Z. I feel as if I failed God. But God, as I said earlier, God is like, finally, my daughter, she's in a state of where she's obeying me. Like that's, that's, you know, that's progress right there, you know? And so one of the things that I oftentimes, like I have to tell myself is that I have to get to this state of where I learn how to release and carry nothing. So as we're going into this new year, it is all about us understanding that, yes, it is so easy for us to pick up different things. Yes, it's so easy for us to carry shame and disappointment and hold ourselves into self-condemnation. Yes, it's so easy. But what God is telling you and what God is telling me is that we need to go ahead and put that back where we found it. We need to go ahead and put that shame right back in the, in the past, right? Because that's the thing with the, with Pharaoh is that he's like, I'll let you go, but yet I'm still going to chase after you, right? And so with us, God is saying that we have to surrender it and we have to let it go. We cannot look back that God knows our coming, our going, and God knows exactly when we will step into that next level, when we will step into that next glory. And so with you to carry the shame and a disappointment and feeling discouraged and feeling as if you're failing God, it is not of God and it is a plan of the enemy to continually just to chase after you, even though God has set you free and God has redeemed you. The second thing that I want for you to remember is God's promises. We serve a God that is near to the brokenhearted. One of the things that I, I, I have to remind myself is that what breaks God's heart breaks my heart, right? Or in a vice versa, the things that are breaking my heart breaks God's heart. That feeling of feeling disappointed is, is not just solely just like affecting me. I believe like wholeheartedly that before I am allowed to feel, before I am allowed to think that it first goes through God and then secondary, it hit me. So for me, I feel like it first hit God, like it first broke his heart and then it broke my heart. And then it was like, oh, now it's breaking my heart. And, you know, it was like going back and forth. But I believe that God, the things that I'm crying about, the things that I'm mourning about, the things that I have labeled as impossible for my life, God is, is crying with me. God is comforting with me, right? I remember that I was in this one phase within my business that I was like, I'm quitting. And you guys, I'm so dramatic because I'm like, I'm quitting. I refunded everyone back their money. I closed down my membership. I did so much stuff, right? 
And so I called my sister and I was like, hey, just to let you know, I'm shutting down my business. And she was like, "Okay, girl, like (laughs) not even catering to me, because at this point, you guys, like I was already like calling them every week, threatening to like close out my business and walk away. And so that night I cried so hard. I was crying like my head. You know, when you cry so hard that your head starts to hurt, (laughs) that's where I was at. It was like, I was out of tears. My head was hurting. I was like, I just need to go to bed because I'm just feeling so broken. And within that moment of me, just like crying my eyes out, like crying so much, I was really reminded that God is near me. That the things that I, the things that I'm mourning, the things that I just label as impossible for my life, God is mourning that. God is mourning the fact that I placed an expectation that was outside of his will, outside of his character, or that I placed a deadline to him and that I didn't allow for myself to be. Because I told myself at 25 that I would be married with three kids and I will also have, you know, just this whole little Michael Jackson thing going with like, you know, a full zoo, just all of these things like in my backyard. Like it gets crazy. I'll have to tell you guys about that one day. But when that didn't happen, I felt like a loser. I felt like, oh my gosh, like I, I can't even share my story because I haven't arrived yet. I haven't made it to the space of where I want to be. So it's impossible for me to share my my testimony and share my story because I haven't arrived. And so since I haven't arrived, like all of these moments of failure started to like really come into place where it was like, oh, but Andre, remember this, remember that. And, and by the time I got done, I was no longer crying about my business. I was crying about me not feeling like I, I just feel like I disappointed myself. And so one of the things that I said, like, you know, Pharaoh, he said, like, I'll let you go. You can go and worship God. I'm not stopping you, but just know that you won't make it far. Right. And in some of the times it's not going to be an immediate like like pursuit. This thing can happen over like 10 years and the enemy comes back up to remind you of said things as you're going to that next level, that next glory. The enemy's like, okay, now it's time for us to pick up the speed and to go after her and to chase after her. But one of the things that I really am reminded by is the fact of God's promises that all of God's promises are yes and amen. And that everything that the, all of the words that God has promised us that it will not find peace until it accomplishes what it was sent out to do, right? All of the words that God has spoken over our life, all of the prophecies, that they will not find peace until they come to us. And so that's the thing about God's words is that God's words, they are active, they're action. And so with that is that with a verb is that this is an action that is behind it, right? When God said, let there be light, that there were light, that there was light upon the earth. And so every word that God spoke, that it is in endless pursuit of you, right? But we have to understand that all of God's promises are yes and amen. And one of the things that my mom, she so always, she even to this day still tell me this. She's like, Andra, the, the plan of the enemy is to stop the plan of God. The plan of the enemy is not to stop the plan of God, but it is to frustrate the plan of God from being fulfilled in your life, right? The enemy doesn't have that much power to completely just shut down everything that God is doing, but he can frustrate you and he can throw in little obstacles that's going to make you just like feel like, you know, things are not working out right. 
to stop you from believing that God has a plan for your life. Hey, Her Revive gang. If you're loving this episode, you'll love the Her Camp membership. Every day, there's a new woman joining inside of our membership for only $25 a month or with our yearly pass of $250. Go ahead and check the show notes below or visit us at herrevive.com forward slash membership. Let's jump back into this episode. The third thing that I want for you to remember is the importance of meditating upon the word of God. The Lord is your North Star. The word of God is your light. Whenever I feel myself entering into this space of shame, whenever I feel myself entering into this space of disappointment, naturally what I want to do is that I want to go hide. I want to go retreat in myself and I want to remind myself of all of the things that has not happened just yet. But what God is like telling us is like, no, no, no. That's the thing with the children of Israel is that they were in this stage and they couldn't get out of it. But what I want for you to do is that I want for you to turn north. I want for you to turn into the dwelling place. I want for you to turn into the safe space. I want for you to turn into the arms of the father. I don't want for you to go and find remedies to help you. I don't want for you to pick up everything and go off welling in the streets and being like, Oh, since God didn't move at the time that I wanted him to move, then I'm now going to pick up everything and do it myself. No, no, no. That's not what God is wanting for you to do. One of the things that my grandma always says before she passed, she said, keep a psalm in your heart. I didn't realize what that meant until like years later. But what she said is that keep the word of God in your heart. Because when things look contradictory to the promise of God, it is so important to meditate upon the unchanging word of God. When situations within your life feels as if it's not going to happen, it's important to just rest in God. It's important to remind yourself that everything around me, it can look impossible or it can look as if it's not going to happen. But I know with the word of God that all of his words are true. That everything that God has said that is that's going to happen, all of the revelations, all of the individuals who prophesied the coming of Jesus, that all of this is true. So why would God lie to me? Right. And so then I start to really be, I really start to dig deep. And I, I say to myself, you know, if all of God's promises are true and all of them are yes and amen, then I need to just really allow for myself to become like that, that tree that is planted in the water and to not allow for myself to be that sheep, that scared sheep that runs off when things feels as if it's not going to work out when things are not as, you know, vibey as they, they should, or when, you know, I'm not making the most money in my business or that no one is asking me on dates and no one like, you know, whatever that situation is for you, when everything around you feels as if it's contradictory to the word of God, you have to keep a psalm in your heart. You have to keep the word of God locked into your heart. Because as Philippians 4 and 4 through 8, it says, rejoice in the Lord and take your petitions to the Lord, right? As I said, like, don't go and run off in the streets and don't go and do all of these things. Like, no, take up your cross and, and run to Jesus. Like, don't run to everyone else. Don't run to your mom. Don't run to your dad. Don't run to your therapist because I know it's so easy to do it because those were the same things that I was doing. Or don't even retreat within yourself, right? Right? Don't do that because God is saying, I'm near 
that I that the thoughts that I have for you that I want to prosper you. I have a plan for you, right? When things do not look like it's going to happen, the enemy's job is to frustrate you, to cause disappointment, to cause discouragement, right? But once you keep a psalm in your heart, once you meditate upon the word of God and lay your petition at the feet of the Lord, God is saying, what do you need from me? What is still in your joy? Like, I want for you to rejoice in the Lord. What is causing for you to re, to remove your joy in me, right? Because that is a fruit of the spirit. So whatever is still in your joy is really stealing the, the fruit and the character of God because it's something is contradicting the word of God, right? And so it's important to understand, like, what is causing you to be so discouraged? Whatever that thing is, write it down and take hold of that, right? Because it's so, as I mentioned, it brought this whole episode, like, it's so easy, right? Like, I feel like when I keep saying so, so, so easy, like, girl, it's really easy to take up everything and go welling off in the street, start to operate from a place of self-sufficiency. Like, girl, that is, that has been my life for some years, okay? And I just want for you guys to be in a space of where you're like, Andra, I'm revived. And not only am I revived, but my faith is revived, okay? Like my faith is revived in Jesus and I am leaning on the word of God. I have a psalm in my heart. I'm leaning on the word of God. The last thing that I want for us to remind ourselves of is the power of community. Now, there's this saying that I always say, I this this whole entire podcast was nothing but me just dropping quotes and and the wisdom that was shared unto me throughout you know my throughout this course of life but one of the things that I always we have to remind myself is that there is healing found within community the bible says that it's so important to bear the burdens of one another and that when we isolate ourselves is that that is the playground for the enemy girl. That is a playground for the enemy because the enemy can come into your mind and, and, and start to torment you, start to throw all of these things that is attacking the character of God, the essence of God. That is the plan of the enemy. But when you surround yourself with other individuals who can look, who can text you, right? Who can pick up the phone and say, girl, you're not on social media and you're always on social media. What's going on? Or I went to your house. I didn't see you at church. Like, you know, you're not responding back. Like you have to have that community around you because I know it's so easy to feel like, oh, I don't need nobody. I came in this world alone. I'm going to leave alone. I used to know a lot of people who say that. <laughs> that saying but it's so easy to get into the habit of that and so what I want to remind you of is that life is passing you by and we are since you have isolated yourself you're not allowing for yourself to be in community you're sitting on the sidelines because the enemy's like don't jump in you know going back to my cousin he's he's like don't even try to try out for next year for next season because if you didn't play you're you're your sophomore year, you don't have any chance to play your junior year, right? But the thing about community is that, hey, like, no, let's continue to do, to do this. I know that all of the other years, they, they didn't work out the way that you thought that they would, but let's continue to work at it, right? 
And that's the thing that what community does, like they are able to jump into the story with you when you have painted the storyline as a loss, when you have said, God, you haven't shown up for 19 years like Hannah. So I'm just going to take the portion that you're not there, that you are a forgetful God. Your sisters in Christ, your brothers in Christ, they're going to be like, girl, okay, well, well, what what are we doing here? Okay. (laughs) What are we doing here? Because you are so anointed and you are so creative and you are on fire, right? You are so like passionate about the things that God has called you to be passionate about. And the thing is, is that we don't want for anything to, to stop the plan of God in your life. Even if that means that we have to shut down you, not in a sense of like we shut you down, but like we have to shut down the negative things that you say about yourself, the inner critic that tries to override the things that God is birthing through you, right? And so as you already know, we have our community, which is called Her Camp. And I'm I'm so obsessed with it. And you heard it earlier within just the, the break, but that the community that we're building, right? It is a space for that woman to look at her life through the lens of restoration. It is a space for that woman to understand that whatever happened to her, whatever event or mistake or whatever, just her testimony, that there is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power within community and that our goal is to help you to understand that you have the opportunity to press play and you have the opportunity to boldly impact the the world, individuals with your with your gifts and your calling. And so I welcome you to join inside of the community because it is such an amazing space for women such as us to come together, not to trauma bond, but to step into this space of understanding that we are restored, that we are restored through the blood of the lamb and that our portion is to grab a hold of the promises and to boldly, audaciously step into that new thing without disappointment and without discouragement. Because it is our season, girl. It's our season of finally, the season is here. We're stepping into the new year and we're going in swinging. We're going in revived. And so I'm excited to just see you guys to step into that. And so that is all for this week's episode of Her Revive, the podcast. Hey, sis, if you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with everything that's happening within the Her Revive family, to get all of the bonus behind the scene content and even inspirational pieces, you can follow us on Instagram and also on Twitter at Her Revive. Until next time, you guys, chat soon.